Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. No, it's all right. It's my drink, that's fine. Let's move that over there. That's better. Okay, I'll start again. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then, you, then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honour and supreme authority in heavenly realms. And it's Paul talking to the Ephesians in this passage and it's clear that he's, he believes and he's very, he's very convinced that this power is sufficient for everything that we need uh, to live our lives according to uh, the calling that he's given us. The question I want to ask us today is, are we convinced? Are we convinced that this power is sufficient and working through our lives today um, in everything that we do? Um, And I think it's, it's a relevant question because I really believe we're stepping into a time where God is, there's a great outpouring. God is going to pour out his spirit and we're going to see um, his power manifest and work through us. So the three aspects um, that I want to look at of God's power is, one, the power of his love, because uh, his love conquers all. And then the next one is the power of death, and that's dying to self, continually dying to self. There's power in that. And the power of resurrection, being fully alive in Christ. So the first point, power of love. It brings salvation to all. And where would we be without God's love? It was God's love that sent Jesus to die for us so that every single one of us could be saved. We'd be nowhere without him. Um, It's the greatest miracle that we could ever experience. He sent his one and only son. It said God showed us how much he loved us in 1 John, um, how, by sending his only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. This is real love. I and mean, I know we've all experienced love on different levels, but nothing that we can do is compares with the love of God, of God and the love of Christ. It's like no other. It always believes for the best in you. It always trusts and always forgives. Always, always wants the best and and is rooting for you to become everything that God made you to be. Even when we let him down, he will never leave us. That love will always pursue us and draw us closer to him. And it's when we are fully known in that love that we actually find out who we really are our identity in him makes us all that we are and it says in Ephesians 3 17 it says that Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust him your roots will grow deep down and God's love will keep you strong God's love keeps us strong through everything David's already said we have difficulties we have pain but God, nothing is wasted with God. He uses every single thing. And he, you know, he wants us to, to know him more so that as we know him more, we can share that love with others. 
which moves us on to our second point, which is still the power of love, but it's our witness. It's the power of our witness to everyone. It empowers us in our witness. It says in uh, John 15, 12 to 13, in the Amplified Version, it says, this is my commandment, that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another. Just as I have loved you, no one, is greater, no one has greater love nor stronger commitment than to lay down his life, uh, his own life for his friends. And without God, we, it's impossible for us to, do, to love people without, with, with, without God's love. Uh, but it's a commandment, it's a commandment. God says, love one another. And by this, people will know that you belong to me. And we reflect Christ in our love for one another. And we pursue that. We should be jealous over that because it's by our love for one another, putting each other's needs before our own, that we show God's power and his powerful love flows through us. It's not always easy, is it, to love one another, if we're honest with ourselves. We get on each other's nerves sometimes. You know, we say things that are unkind. We, don't, we let each other down. We don't always forgive straight away. But with God's love in us, we have the power to love each other. He wouldn't have commanded it if it wasn't possible. He's given us everything that we need to be able to do it. Um, and as we do that, you know, God breaks through the hardest of hearts. And he also heals the most broken. Um, and it, it just reminded me, I was, when I was thinking of this, of a... Years ago, quite a few years ago, I worked in a Christian hostel for homeless people. And I saw this love in action many times because it was a Christian home and we were all Christians just trying to be a family to people who didn't have a family. And one particular, um, one particular guy who came in was just completely shut down. All he would do is sit there and if you spoke to him, it would just look with eyes just glaring into space. And for days and days and days it took. But eventually, as we cared for him and as we loved him and as we talked to him and shared, he began to come alive again. And it was just so lovely to see him become part of family. And by the time he left, he was laughing, he was playing games with the other residents, and it was just the power of God's love working through us, just wanting to, to love and care. So God reflected love. It's powerful through us. We don't have to be anything special. We just have to love him first. And he can do mighty things. Okay, the, the second point in, in this um, message is the power of death. And it's continually dying to self so that we can live for Christ, just going to have a drink. So continually dying to self. And the scripture um, I want to read is in 2 Corinthians 5, uh, verse 14 and 15 from the Passion Translation. And it says, For it is Christ's love that fuels our passion and motivates us because we are absolutely convinced that he has given his life for all of us. This means that all of us died with him. 
so that those who live should no longer live self-absorbed lives, but lives that are poured out for him, the one who died for us and now lives in us, and sorry, now lives again. So dying to self continually is something that empowers us to live for Christ. And we get it wrong, we let him down, and we don't think we can do things at times, but that we just continually die to our, our needs, our desires, and put him first, then he gives us the power to do that. His victory on the cross um, gives us victory over sin, and it gives us the power to say no to sin. It gives us the power to say no to our desires and to follow his example. It's quite an example to follow, isn't it? But with his power in us, we can do it. He's given us everything that we need. And all we have to do is surrender our lives to him. We just surrender and say, not my will, just like Jesus did to the Father, not my will, but your will be done. And he will come and he will dwell and live through us. His concerns, as we follow his footsteps, his concerns become our concerns. His purpose becomes ours. And more and more, the closer we get to him, the closer we surrender to him, the more we say, not my will, but yours be done, the more we say, it's not about me, it's all about you, the more we can walk in, that, in his strength and the more we can die to self and the more we become um, alive to his purpose and the things that he cares about. And what does he care about? What, what was his purpose? It was to share the good news with everyone. And he came to do that. And he demonstrated love. He demonstrated the love of the Father to every single person he met. Whether he was hungry, tired, whether he was crowded around, he did it. Because he put, his, he put the Father's will before his own. And we want to follow his footsteps. Um, so if we're dying to self, then we're living for Christ. He gives us the power to do that. And there's two questions, just thinking about this, that we should ask ourselves quite regularly. I, I ask myself, are we putting him first? Or are we thinking about our own desires? It's a challenge, isn't it, sometimes? And it's the things inside us that we need to lay down at his cross, at his feet, and say, not my will, but your will be done. And when we do that, the closer we do that, the more we are empowered to walk in his resurrection power, which is the third point of this message, the power of resurrection. We're transformed daily to live for his glory. I love how the message version puts this. It's quite straight to the point. It says in Colossians 3, 1 to 2 in the message. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along with your eyes down to the ground, absorbed with things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. He's always challenging us to say, to look up because we get absorbed, we get overcome with whatever's going on, whatever circumstances going on in our lives at times. But when we look up, 
we see things with different eyes. We see things from his perspective, from heavenly perspective. We see the bigger picture. And it takes us outside of ourselves and puts us in a place where God's power can flow through us. In Christ, we are transformed from the inside out. It is an amazing work in us. From the minute we, are, we come into it, we give our lives to Jesus, he transforms us. He changes our lives. He makes us more like him. It makes us more forgiving. It makes us more thinking of others. It makes us more persistent. It gives us things that we never thought we could have sometimes because he transforms us from within. It's not nothing we can do. We just submit and surrender and he transforms us by the power of his word when we continually look to him. He heals our broken hearts. He heals our brokenness. He carries our burdens when we can't carry them. Sometimes we try, and it takes a while to give them to him, but he will carry every burden, and he restores us to full and and, and active life in him and a resurrection life. He makes all things new, doesn't he? He revives our hopes and our dreams, things that we thought we could never achieve or things that we never even thought thought of achieving. He brings it, he he restores them and makes them alive in us so that we can reach for the more, so that we can reach for the things that we think are impossible. And as we live in this power of his resurrection, we get the opportunity and the privilege really to partner with Jesus and we get to carry his love to people around us, people at work, people, our neighbours, people that God brings into our path. We don't always have to go looking for them. God brings them along if we submit to his uh, will and he fills us and he leads us by his Holy Spirit. We become messengers of his power. It's exciting, isn't it? Messengers of his power. In Acts 1, uh, uh, 1.8, in the New Living Translation, Jesus says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Amazing, isn't it? That same power that flows through Jesus on earth flows through us. And it gives us the power to do what Jesus did. He said, love others as I loved you. He gives us the power to lay down our lives and to live for him. Um, so he, he, we become vessels of his glory. And that's why, you know, he made us to live for his glory. He saved us to live for his glory. And we become vessels when we're surrendered. And we become naturally supernatural. We don't have to work it up. We don't have to ramp it up. We are naturally supernatural beings. He made us that way. And we're always intended to be that. Led by his spirit, listening to his voice and obeying his call. That's all we have to do. Spirit, lead me. That song, it says, Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. And, and that's the more. That's the things we think we can't do. That's the things that have never been done before. It's exciting and scary at the same time. But he's given us everything. He's empowered us in our spirits by his spirit to do all the things he's called us to do. We just need to be obedient.
I want to be obedient. I was thinking about this, and it's about obedience, and it's a, I don't know if you know Emma Stark, she's um, a prophetic, they call her the prophetic Scot, she's from Scots, she's an Irish Scot, she's Irish, but she lives in Scotland, and she's a great minister of God, and she's, she's obedient to God, and she was telling this story about one day when she was out shopping, just out shopping, minding her own business, as you do when you're chilling, And she went in a department store and she was waiting in a queue. And as she got closer to the the lady who was, well, a young girl who was serving, God spoke to her and he said, he gave her a word of knowledge, which is the power of God, isn't it? And she said to the girl, I'm a Christian minister and God speaks to me. And he wants to tell you today that you will be a good mother. And the girl just broke down in tears. She was just a bag of tears. And she said, when she consoled herself, she said to Emma, I'm just found out that I'm pregnant. And I've got an, I'm, I'm, we're going to terminate my pregnancy tomorrow. I've got an appointment. She said, but if God said I'm going to be a good mother, I'm going to keep my baby. And I just thought, that is amazing. So she saved Emma's obedience that day. Might have sounded strange, and sometimes he says strange things to us, doesn't he? But it wasn't strange to God, and it wasn't strange to that young girl. It saved her life that day, because she was obedient. And it says in um, John 14, um, verse 12 12 to 14 in the New Living Translation, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works. I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father and you can ask me anything in my name and I will do it so that that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me anything in my name and I will do it. It's amazing, isn't it? Ask him anything, not things that we want, not trivial things, but he looks at our motives, doesn't he? And if we ask, in faith, out of love, he hears you and he will answer. And he's already, he does amazing things in lives and we get to share in that. We get to share the joy of seeing lives transformed and changed because we're obedient and we listen and we're focused. God always looks at the heart. doesn't look at the vessel and say, how perfect is that vessel? or how spiritual are they? He looks at our hearts. And if your heart is open, then God's power will flow through us. Jesus, he performed many miracles, didn't he? And it's amazing to think that we can do greater works as Jesus did. He healed the sick numerous occasions. He fed thousands of people with very little He set people free from demons and he even brought people back to life. Nothing is impossible with God. And as we open ourselves to him, we surrender to him, that power, that same power flows through us and we can take that to people just like Jesus did. It's by faith that we receive God's power to pray for the needs of others. But when we pray, we must believe that the power of God can flow through us.
Sometimes we don't. We think we're not worthy. We're not worthy, but Jesus is, and Jesus is in us. Um, and I just want to share a story that God taught me this lesson many, many years ago. And we're all on a journey and we're still learning, so am I. But he taught me the lesson of believing. Um, when I was, in, I was on a mission trip, it's many years ago, just before I met David. We've been married a long time. <laughs> um, God taught me this lesson as I was on the mission trips in Hungary. And there was an appeal and many people came forward for prayer, for healing, for lots of different things. And we were part of the team, so we were asked to pray. And I did, wasn't very sure of myself, wasn't very confident, and didn't know what I was doing. So I had to do, because I was part of the team. So I went to pray for this lady, and I stood hesitantly behind her, just placed my hand on her shoulder, thought I could hide in the crowd, um, because I didn't believe that God's power would flow through me. But the pastor being the pastor came and said, you need to come round the front and you need to put your hand on this lady's head and pray for her. So I did. And just as I did that, I felt the power of God flow through me and she fell on the floor <laughs> in the Holy Spirit. And when she, when she come round, she said that God had healed her. And I was so shocked because I didn't believe that God's power was going to flow through me. But it's his grace, isn't it? His grace works through our weakness. And when we are weak, we are strong. It says in 2 Corinthians 12, my grace is all you need. My power is made perfect in weakness. So we can stand in his confidence, in that confidence that his power is made perfect. And he knows the needs of people. He knows the needs of all of us. We don't have to know everything. We just need to be obedient and believe that we are vessels that the power of God flows through. So just to sum up then, when we walk in his love and we live surrendered lives, the power of God flows through us by his Holy Spirit. It empowers us to do greater works than Jesus. It's exciting, isn't it? To think that we can be vessels of God's glory. We can bring life into people's lives we can speak life we can show love we can demonstrate his love to others and through Christ we can share the true love of God we can reflect that the world doesn't know that love but we do and we can reflect that and demonstrate the gospel with power so I don't know about you but as we asked them questions before uh, just before I pray, if you want to bow your heads, um, you might want to think about whether you want to respond to God today. I know I do. I need more of that love. Do you need more of that love to demonstrate to others? Do you want to commit yourself again to being, to loving others first before yourself?